0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the listen live button. Now back to Mike Casper and
1: Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: Back at it for another week. Christmas week, everybody! Yay! Unless you're not done with, you know. All the work you're supposed to be doing. So, <laughs> boom.
3: Um, you, you mean like Christmas shopping for most of the people? Yeah, in Christmas
2: house? shopping, planning, cleaning—anything you have to do.
3: Raise your hands! Raise your hands with me if you haven't barely begun Christmas shopping as of yet.
2: You know what? This—I'm—I'm I'm finished. This is—this is the first year I've ever been finished before. What the hell, Chris? That's the, you're making nobody... a tradition of doing all your shopping on Christmas I Eve. Know, I know. I, this is the first year I've ever been finished before the twenty fourth
3: man, bad <laughs> bad things happen when you start to break tradition like that. yeah, I don't what know heard. what, but bad bad things start happening. Rick, you you all done?
4: Oh yeah, I've been done for a while. Um I prepared a little bit better than you, apparently. yeah, we
3: we haven't. A matter of fact, yesterday, I think we're done decorating finally. Yesterday, we finally decorated the tree, put up our second tree. I hope my wife isn't going to get crazy and want to put up a third tree, <laughs> uh, but we finally got the house decorated, and we're hosting Christmas Eve this year for the first time um, pretty much ever. Well, that's
4: because you have a brand spanking new house to show off.
3: Yeah, and and usually um, for the past 30 years, mother-in-law has hosted the big get-together for mm. Christmas Eve, served four different kinds of soup and all sorts of stuff like that and play games and everything but because we're kind of centrally located to everybody in the family now and we have a big house um as opposed to hers it was kind of crowded getting crowded in her house um so yeah we're we're hosting so, this year
2: so in order to uh reduce the amount of space that you had because you, there are no kids living there anymore you moved into a big house
3: um we uh reduced the size of our house but it's it's still uh it's actually the way the house is built, we have a bigger mm-hmm. living room, a bigger dining room, so that you can get more people. Uh, our other house was just very broken up, you know, into smaller rooms. Lots of
4: bedrooms, yeah. Not so much needed,
3: not yeah. And, gotcha. and now we have a, a you know, massive big living room and a, that leads right into the dining room, so um, you can get a lot of people in there, a lot more people in there than we could before, um, that just does because sound it's like, not broken up as much.
2: Yeah, that does sound like more fun.
3: Yeah, so we'll have a good time, and then uh, and then we'll get on the road uh, probably Christmas morning, depending on what it's going to do with snow. And there is, by the way, good news for you that like white Christmases, mm-hmm. there's a chance of waking up to an inch of snow on Christmas morning.
2: Now, for those of you who like to drive, uh, probably not such great news.
3: Uh, yeah, because we're we're going to do the big loop through uh, Idaho and Washington uh, to visit family. Probably we'll leave Christmas morning. Um. Yeah, so for us, it's it's going to be pretty, but it's like, mm, okay, if it stays right at an inch and keeps the road you know, still okay, then I'm okay with that. Because I do like waking up to a white Christmas.
4: It works a little better for the sleigh in Santa <laughs> when there's snow on <laughs> yes, Christmas. Yes, exactly.
2: So. I like the song, White Christmas, but that's about it.
3: See, now, we've had, over the last decade, we've had probably half the time where either on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, it has snowed. I don't want to see the Christmas... You know, like we began one year with Snowmageddon, because that's about no, right when that's... Snowmageddon began, was yeah, right Christmas hammered. week. Yeah, we got ha- that,
2: only, what, or, that was three or four years ago now, right? Or yeah. When was that?
3: I, I think it's at least four years, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It's been a bit. Yeah, at yeah. least well, four years. It's been a bit. But it's still fresh in my memory, unfortunately. I think unfortunately. it's
4: five. I think it's five years.
5: Yeah.
3: So there is a, a slight chance of We're seeing snow it. Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. I, I'm saying there's a chance,
2: all right? So it could possibly happened you know, snowmageddon is when I, I both of us got to really know the end of our driveway because we were stuck there for quite some time <laughs>
3: <laughs> my whole uh, because uh you know our, our neighborhood at the time you know doesn't have snow plows and it's not a a city or a state road Right. There was there was four feet of snow. You literally had ruts going in and out. My car couldn't get out of my driveway. I was loaned a four wheel drive from Treasure Valley Subaru to get back and forth to work, and it got stru- stuck three times and oh, wow. had to have neighbors help me pull out. Of, yeah, out did you hear what I drift. had to do?
4: I was driving a little Ford Focus, oh. and I had the same problem you did. Where <laughs> yeah. the ruts were so bad, I would just get stuck. Got high so, centered, yeah, yeah. After getting high centered a couple of times and having to, you know, find ways to get my car out of it. I parked my car at the gas station on the corner because they were really good about plowing their driveways. <laughs> I parked it over there and, and then walk walked, over there at 3 in there. the morning, <laughs> slosh over there so I could get my that, car and I could get out that
2: way. That was the first time that I ever used uh, Uber. And uh, the, the first Uber ride I had was in a uh, a big four-wheel drive pickup at 4 o'clock in the morning. So there are people out there ready to drive you, apparently 24 hours a day. Well, That's it,
3: right. They probably make some pretty good money at that time because they have a lot less competition, I'm guessing. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670, in your Verizon Wireless. Uh, if you want to get through and take part in the show, yes, please do that. Uh, also an important reason to get that number locked in. we got some great stuff that you can win this morning. Um, $50, Granny C's gift certificate, up for grabs for you. Perfect for the holidays because you, if you like you know, waking up on Christmas morning with some great, fresh, big, huge, great-tasting cinnamon rolls. You can get those, cakes, pies, all that available uh, at Granny C's. That we have to give away today. Also, we have Christmas in color tickets. Now, if you want to know what Christmas in color is, uh, though, that's what's going on at Expo Idaho. You don't have to get out of your car. Absolutely amazing, beautiful light disp- display. And all you have to do is stay in your car, travel through. I believe it, it takes uh, about 20 to 30 minutes to get through all the lights, and uh, it's absolutely beautiful. And as I mentioned, uh, if you don't like being out in the cold, don't have to get out of your car. Uh, those are a $40 value for a carload of people to get through, and it's going to be going on through the end of the year, through New, through new Year's. Uh, if you'd like to see those Christmas lights, once again, we'll have tickets to that to give away here, too. So lock in that speed dial, 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. And because there's lots of sports going on, let's go in just a little bit early this morning. Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Bringing you this update and every update on sports. Get in today for great tasting soup, sandwich, salads, wraps. Check out their menu, com.
4: Did you know there were bowl games played over the weekend?
3: A whole bunch of them.
4: Did you watch any of them? No. <laughs> I didn't either.
3: I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I had a lot of stuff going on.
4: Oh, uh, well. Um, Boise's bowl game, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, is being played tomorrow. That's a 1.30 kickoff. Kent State versus Wyoming, the uh, Mountain West, against the Mighty Mac. I don't know if you're excited about it or not, but it's something that is kind of cool. A little later on this morning, Lou Holtz, the former Notre Dame coach and college football guy from ESPN, will be speaking to the uh, FCA of Idaho. It's the uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes of Idaho. Your head is there, aren't you? Lou Holtz. Yeah, I'm head over there. I'm supposed to be able to. Talk to Lou Holtz for That's a awesome. while. That's awesome. Well, that would be cool. So I'll, I'll take my recorder, and if I get some audio with him, I'll, I'll bring it back this morning so Beautiful. that can play it on air. But, I
3: saw uh, he was uh, hanging out with Skip Hall and his wife uh, yesterday. Oh,
4: I didn't know that. He's yeah. already in town. He's huh? already in town yesterday.
3: He right was hanging out. How, how awesome would that be? I mean, it's great to hear him speak, but could you imagine getting to sit down with him and just hang out for a half hour, 45 minutes? The just stories that face-to-face. he could tell oh. about
4: college football from the uh, 70s and 80s, I would imagine are pretty good. Now, uh, I understand there was still some stadium seating available if you want to go see Lou Holtz speak. Uh, tickets were $30. Uh, you can contact the FCA or you can head on over to the convention center. Uh, he will be speaking at the Boise Center today. So um, 7 o'clock is when the doors open and 7.30 is when he's set to speak. So more on that coming up a little later for you, Mike.
0: KBY time is 6.16. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton.
1: This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208
3: 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless if you want to get through this morning. And yes, uh, we encourage you to get through to take part in the show also toll free 1-800-529-5264 send us an instant message chris is back so you can email chris at com or mike at com. and uh text number same as our main number at 208-336-3700 do anything fun on your vacation chris sounds like you got all your christmas stuff done is what it sounds like
2: yeah that's one thing uh it, it was a good week for that but uh we also went down to uh, Twin Falls a couple of different times.
3: Look at you! Mm-hmm.
2: Any anything fun in Twin Falls? Or N- no, we were still uh, cleaning out one of the houses that we. <laughs> 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 On the other hand, uh, it's uh, it's it's a place where uh, Debbie is able to find things that make it seem like Christmas Day for her, because my <laughs> uh, a lot of the stuff belonged to my my grandparents and, and they owned. Uh, You know, like some nice vases and things like that. So,
3: in other words, instead of cleaning up, she's like, oh, look at this, this is going home. Oh, this is coming home with us. So you're cleaning up one house and and filling it up your other house?
2: Right, it's kind of about Um. (laughs) 60-40. Hey,
3: one man's junk is another woman's treasure. Absolutely. (laughs) The uh, stock market Dow futures down 400 points after being down uh, a bunch also on Friday. A lot of this. We'll find out. Jeremiah Bates will be with us coming up here next hour. We'll find out uh, a little bit about, you know, what's going into this. But a lot of this might have to do with the unknown of the Omicron variant, which is uh, spreading wide and far currently. And when, uh, we,
2: when we talk to him, he will probably tell us that this situation uh, with the stock market is somewhere between, uh, you know, completely normal and Armageddon. <laughs> Um, I don't know if he'll say Armageddon. I, he, more than likely,
3: he'll say it's between normal and hey, it's a buying opportunity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true. That's true. He will. He will definitely. Yeah. He will. He will definitely have a positive angle on it.
3: Financial advisors very seldom like to use the uh, Armageddon argument on, on you know, and anything. They, yeah,
2: th- that's true. They rarely tell you to withdraw all your money and run.
3: Uh, Phone lines open once again this morning. If you want to get through uh, to us, some good news on Friday after the uh, show. Well, good news for those of you who uh, might be looking for a new job. For those people looking for employees, maybe not some great news. Idaho's unemployment rate dropped two-tenths of a percentage rate to 2.6%. How good is that? you're you're considered yeah, full anything under three percent, and you are. I think it's four percent. Anything under four mm-hmm. percent, and uh, the state is considered fully employed. And we're at two point six percent, which, by the way, is tied for
2: so fourth best in the nation. We as a people are fully employed, but uh, we as a uh, a bunch of potential employers uh, are struggling to get people. Exactly. Okay.
3: Um, the uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics said that Vermont and Idaho tied for fourth best. Oklahoma, Utah, and Nebraska are the only three states with lower rates. And I think, we—it wasn't wasn't it Nebraska we had talked about about a month ago that was under 2%? Yeah. Which is the lowest in the history of the nation. We, no state has ever had a unemployment rate below 2%, in Nebraska now is has an unemployment rate below 2%. And the reason why I say it's good news for people searching for a job is that, you know, people are going to be falling all over themselves to try and hire you at this point of time mm-hmm. be, because, you know, you only have 24,000 people apparently in the entire state right now who are seeking employment.
2: And it's your job to find one of them.
3: Yeah. I saw um, driving in here over the past few weeks. McDonald's is up their minimum pay again, mm-hmm. up to fourteen dollars per hour. Now they were at thirteen dollars, wow. and uh, now they are have signs out looking for looking for workers, fourteen dollars an hour to start.
2: I know people with degrees who make uh, a little less than that.
3: I uh, saw Walmart. We uh, got a delivery from Walmart yesterday, and inside there was uh, an employment package um asking you know workers uh, 15 to 17 dollars per hour plus 401k benefits paid medical and they will pay for your college tuition and books really yeah
2: when do you start
3: uh, <laughs> uh i don't know what the limit there's got to be some sort of limitations or you know to that but good grief yeah. that's you know when you have Walmart going hey we'll pay for your college tuition and all your books you know i can't
2: yeah. does it matter that i'm almost 60 <laughs> the
3: military you know military does the same thing and i think it's a little bit easier as far as the physical um aspects of working at Walmart than it is in the military so you might want to keep that in mind if you're looking for that free which by the way truly is free Mm-hmm. When you're you're in the military, um, you you it it's not like you, you, the the free that somebody else has to pay for, um, you're paying for it by being in the military for was it eight years, four to eight years, I think is this.
2: Whatever, whatever you have to uh, to sign get it, for it,
3: yeah, yeah. News Time six twenty seven. More of your phone calls, emails. We'll take those this morning. A uh, little more things to talk about. The uh, Omicron variant, uh, one case so far confirmed, but apparently, uh, based on studies, it's already spreading in Idaho. We'll tell you how they know coming up in just a few minutes.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, "Hey Google, play six seventy KBOI."
3: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris
1: Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk
3: KBOI six forty. He's Chris Walton, back from vacation. I'm Mike Casper, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Big announcement while you were gone, Chris. I don't know if you caught it. Anybody told you about it. Beginning January 3rd, KBY is going to FM. Really? 93.1 FM, beginning January
2: 3rd. However, will we not still be on 670 AM?
3: We will also be on 670 AM. Ah, Combined... We will have 98,000 watts of power.
2: Holy cow.
3: 50,000 watts on the AM, 48,000 on the FM. We'll be booming everywhere, ladies and gentlemen, beginning January 3rd.
2: So, so you're saying we could get dozens more people?
3: I would say at least dozens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the uh, last I heard, as long as he's in town, yeah, Paul J. will be in to make, to officially, I think there's a button somewhere, I don't know where it's at, or, or some sort of switch, but he's officially since, I mean, when, when KBY officially first went on the air, I think he was in his early 30s. So they wanted him back to uh, flip the switch mm-hmm. to go to FM again. That's a good idea. <laughs> Why not? I'm sure he's not up listening to me right now, right? <laughs> what? Not that, I mean, I think I could take him in a fight now, so I think we're okay. Is that right? I, I think so.
2: But by the way, I think he he may have been in his late twenties.
3: Late twenties? Instead yeah. of okay, I may have missed that when you know, when KBY first went on the air. So.
2: Well, when KBOI you know, like moved to six seventy, I think he was in his late twenties. When we first <laughs> went on the air, uh he, I he was pretty young.
3: <laughs> was Paul J ever pretty young? Of course he was. Was he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I think I can take him so I can say that. <clears throat> Plus, I'm really sure he's not listening at this time of the morning. I wouldn't be anyway. I wouldn't. Well, I mean, if, I, if I didn't you, have to listen to me, I a,
2: wouldn't. If you guys got into a fight, <laughs> and, and uh, um, I guess it would be you challenging him, so it would be it, technically it would be his choice of weapons. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, I, wait, I not, wait, I wouldn't, wait. We're, I wouldn't we're, want, I wouldn't we're not want
3: choosing to... weapons here. This isn't a weapon fight. That's what you think. We're not having a duel. Well, that's,
2: that's what I'm trying to warn you about. <laughs> he fights dirty? No. Is that what you're saying? He's prepared. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's fighting dirty. He would be prepared. No, that's not. It's sure it pre- is. Preparing is you not You come for a fist, fist fight
3: and you bring a baseball bat, that's fighting dirty.
2: Just well, saying. You, you better get you know a written agreement as to what the weapons <laughs> will be, if <laughs> any. Um, if somebody ever asked, if somebody challenged me to a duel and said it was my choice of weapons, I would say, all right, squirt guns.
3: That'd be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By
2: the way. And not filled with sulfuric acid. By the way, I
3: just wanted to, uh, pass along. Um, it's, it's kind of weird to say this because I, I, if I were in this situation, I, I would do the exact same thing. Um, but did you see Bruce Springsteen sold his, uh. Rights to all of his music last week. No, five hundred million dollars.
2: Oh well, I'm no longer shocked.
3: It's just weird. I mean, because I was
2: shocked that he'd let it go like that when it, you know, could be worth so much. But uh, let's see, he's alive and half a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. He, yeah. he he
3: gets he gets to take that money while he's alive. Uh, by the way, I mean, and like anything, they they've done an analysis to figure out, you know, hey, is it worth? selling uh, his music catalog for $500 billion. And I get why he sold it, because uh, it, it it's about um, his half a million dollars, I think they said it's about 100000 or so m- worth more than what it should be worth. Like, it, the, the people who bought it, it, as of right now, wouldn't be able to realize... A profit. The, um, yeah, the amount. Yeah. Now, that could change over the years because... They'll own his rights forever.
2: I would start shopping around every song t- for a possible commercial.
3: <laughs> yeah, Born to Run, Nike, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Running shoes. Uh, by the way, not the only artists who sold their music rights last week. Motley Crue sold their catalog for $150 mm-hmm.
2: million. I was going to say probably for a tad less money than Springsteen. Still
3: $150 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, granted, uh, you know Bruce Springsteen half a billion, but I mean Motley Crue didn't have near the hits Motley, or the longevity that that uh, was, Bruce Springsteen did. Either.
2: Somebody, somebody a couple of years ago was trying to put together uh, another Motley Crue reunion tour, and uh, for some reason they couldn't do it. I know it wasn't scheduling conflicts.
3: KBI News Time six forty five. Time for a check of what's going on with uh, sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the number one. Rated deli in Idaho, according to MSN. Find out why. Get in for lunch today.
4: Well, we could start off with the little NFL football from last night. Third and 10 from their own 33. Snap to Brady. Saints bring five. Brady rolls to his right now. He throws. That's going to be picked off by Chauncey Gardner Johnson on the far side. Read it perfectly. Made the interception. And now they'll go to the Buccaneers end zone to celebrate. That's the call on WLW Saints cornerback Chauncey Gardner-Johnson intercepting the pass from Tom Terrific Tom Brady late in the fourth quarter that sealed the victory and the shutout for the New Orleans Saints over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A nine-nothing game there, kind of a strange one. Nevertheless, the Buccaneers who were looking to clinch their first NFC South title since 2007 they lost Pro Bowl wide receivers Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in the first half of their game against the Saints. Uh, Leonard Fournette in the second half. They were shut out for the first time in Tom Brady's tenure as their quarterback in that 9 nothing loss last night. Just so you know, there are two NFL games set to be played tonight, and there are two NFL games set to be played tomorrow. Today, you've got the Raiders at Cleveland It's a 3 p.m. start time mountain. So you've got NFL football this afternoon, followed by Minnesota at Chicago tonight, starting at 6. That's your regular Monday night game. Uh, Tomorrow, you'll see the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. That's a 5 p.m. start time, as well as Washington at Philadelphia, also at 5 p.m. Of course, these later games are due to all the problems that the NFL has had with COVID this week. I'm Rick Worthington, 670 KBOI.
3: By the way, just want to mention, uh, for those of you who normally would hear the Seattle Seahawks here on 670 KBOI, that will not be the case uh, tomorrow for the special Tuesday game. You will be able to uh, hear the Seattle Seahawks on our sister station, KTIK. So Just make a note of that for those of you wanting to hear the uh, game on the radio. Instead of uh, KBOI, KTIK will be carrying that uh, coverage live
0: the great one mark levin tonight at seven now back to mike casper and chris
1: walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk
3: kboi casper and chris damn near impossible question fifty dollar gift certificate to granny c's bakery mm. that'll get you a lot of great food uh, well, you can yeah, use it tons yeah anytime breakfast uh, great for the holidays Um, Fresh-made cakes, pastries, uh, you're absolutely going to love it. Get into Granny C's if you win today. Our question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Silverhawk Realty, celebrating their 20th anniversary this month. Call 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Our question today, as a matter of fact, all this week, going to be doing uh, damn near impossible questions having to do with Christmas. Today, in Japan, it's a tradition to eat this for Christmas. What is it? should they traditionally eat for Christmas in Japan? By the way, it's not ham or turkey. It's a very popular U.S. brand of food. So if you're thinking sushi, that ain't it. If you know the answer, stick around. 820, answer and win, you get the gift. Be
1: a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk
3: KBOI. Christmas week. We are uh, here until uh, Thursday of this week. We have Friday off, which is, of course, Christmas Eve. Keep in mind, uh, as we talked about last hour, there is a chance for those of you who like waking up on Christmas morning to fresh fallen snow. There's a chance we could be seeing about an inch of snow. I'm saying there's a chance, it's still, you know, yeah. four days away from going into Christmas Eve, into Christmas morning, but. Uh, the uh, National Weather Service says there is a possibility, if the weather remains cool enough, that uh, we could see possibly some snow. I noticed that it's dropped about five degrees in temperature over the last hour. Uh, what was it, 41, I think, in downtown yeah. Boise uh, here at uh, just after six o'clock, we've dropped down to about 36 right
2: now. Hmm. hmm. I, I don't know. I, I I know that, you know, a blanket of, of snow looks great at Christmas time and and I, I I don't know. I I feel like I've passed the the time in my life when I get excited about snow because I don't run out like for instance and build a snowman anymore.
3: I don't do that, but I'll tell you what in the in the past you know what ten years the days that it has either snowed on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning or mm-hmm. there's been a couple times where you just woke up and there was a massive amount of hoarfrost in the trees that made it oh, look you, like yeah, it just, snowed,
2: which is white and beautiful. Yeah,
3: right? it, it, it just. Uh, it's just magical because, you know, growing up in north-central Idaho, we almost always had a white Christmas. And uh, so now when it does happen, it, it's, just, it's just a little mm. extra magic.
2: I don't, I don't know. Even at my age, I, I so, still
3: got, oh, this is so cool.
2: So white Christmas, yes, snowmageddon. No. Yeah,
3: no snowmageddon. I, I would, and, and it, hey, if I can have it this way, Christmas, snow, and then on the go. Don't want to see it again, at least here in the Treasure Valley. It, lots yeah. in the mountains, but not here in the Treasure Valley.
2: There we go. I, I love a white Christmas if it melts off on the 26th. <laughs> uh,
3: the uh, Dow futures, by the way, after the week ending uh, down for the week, we, at one point uh, ahead of last week, we were up past 36,000 on the Dow, down 386 points in the futures this morning, um, and we are now down to 34,869 After, like I mentioned, we were past 36,000 for a short time just about a week ago. Uh, Only one case of Omicron has been confirmed here in Idaho. That's the new variant causing cases to spike in many parts of the world. But evidence is indicating that it is already spreading. In addition to genomic sequencing performed by the state to identify the variants, some cities in Idaho engage in wastewater sampling. We even have some here in the Treasure Valley who do to look for evidence of the virus. city of Moscow announced on Friday that Omicron has been found in its wastewater. Now, public health has received no confirmation from anyone who has tested positive for Omicron, so they could very well be asymptomatic, and nobody has tested for it, but right. it's, it's there.
2: I saw one of the charts on the news where where this is spiking so much faster than any of the ones before it.
3: Dr. Fauci said last week that it is doubling every three days. And you and I have have seen... By far the
2: fastest mover. Yeah, yeah,
3: you and I have seen, you know, when you have something doubling every three days about how exponentially fast. That will be, if it, if it continues to double every three days.
2: like it if my bank account did that. Mm-hmm.
3: Dr. Christine Hunt, Idaho State Epidemiologist, said that the new variant appears to be more transmissible, as we just said, and evades some of the vaccine's transmission protection, but that its severity is still unknown. She would just like to, everyone to be cautious, not to be over, over the top about saying this is going to be a mild infection for almost everyone. She said we're not sure of that as of yet. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention moved to recommend Americans get a two-dose vaccine of Moderna or Pfizer last week over the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because of the very rare but significant health concerns about the one-shot vaccine. Han said that Idahoans who got the Johnson & Johnson shot months ago shouldn't worry about a blood clot disorder that has been linked to a few dozen cases and nine deaths, saying that the rare condition has a rapid onset. So this is... A much more immediate side effect, not something that if you had it months ago, um, that it's going to be creeping up as it goes along. Yeah, It does not occur months later, she said. She noted that some vaccine misinformation being circulated asserts that we're not paying attention to all these deaths and nobody is tracking it. She said um, that's not true. The change in recommendation was based on nine deaths that were confirmed to be linked to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine after millions and millions of doses were administered she said about 16 million people have received the johnson and johnson shot now, they're
2: rec- yeah they're recommending the pfizer now
3: yes so they're recommending that so if you're you got the johnson and johnson they're not recommending that you use johnson and johnson as your booster shot to use one of the other either moderna or, or pfizer to uh get the booster shot with that right M- meanwhile here in idaho uh idaho added 2,291 cases of COVID-19 since December 10th. The state uh, recorded 40 fatalities last week. That's for the total week. Uh, so that that's down considerably because just a month ago, uh, over a month ago, there were some days that there were over 40 fatalities in a day. So that's good news. Uh, a total, though, 4,068 COVID-related deaths since the pandemic began here in Idaho. After declining steeply for the month of November, the state's COVID-19 test positivity rates rose slightly. We told you about that for the weeks of November 21st and November 28th, according to state data. But for the week beginning December 5th, which is the most recent data available, it fell again, 7.3 down to 6.5%. More good news.
2: Before before somebody writes in, by the way, and, and says... You guys are just trying to scare me again. No, that's not what we're trying to do. We're simply reporting facts that we have. And if they do, in fact, scare you, probably that just means you're paying attention.
3: Yeah. I mean, these are just flat-out facts. If you're scared, mm-hmm. you're scaring yourself. As of Wednesday, there were 302 patients hospitalized in the States with confirmed or suspected COVID-19. 94 this is the total for the um, state COVID-19 patients that we, were in intensive care.
2: We are not suggesting that you be scared, but we are suggesting that you be aware or be wary.
3: There you go. And like we said, uh, Omicron is is so new right now. We don't know a lot about it as of yet. Um, it has been, I think, uh, identified in over 30 states now in the United States. Um, the big fear isn't just the uh, Omicron variant. The big fear is you got Omicron, you still have Delta going on, and we're smack dab in the middle of flu season. So you have three different things that are that are working all at the same time, and that's what some of the my, people, um, experts, fear for this upcoming winter because we're also, uh, in addition to all this going on, still into flu
2: season. My uh The the thing that makes me kind of nervous is the fact that there are so many Greek letters left that haven't been used yet.
3: (laughs) But maybe they'll go and start using, you know, Delta two.
2: Yeah, or like the next one, Omicron three. The next one could be upsilon or Omega. Omega would be bad, I think.
3: News Time 715. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Time for another check on sports with Rick Worthington. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. It's just off Wells Avenue. The number one ranked deli in the entire state of Idaho. Find out why it's rated number one by MSN. Get in for lunch today. They open up at 1030.
4: Good morning. We look to college football. There were several bowl games that were played over the weekend. We thought we'd just give you a quick rundown. First, Utah State defeated Oregon State in the Jimmy Kimmel bowl. Utah State won that game over a Pac 12 opponent 24 to 13. That's a good win for them. Fresno State also with a victory over the weekend over UTEP 31 to 24. Uh, let's see. There were some other games of note. UAB. Defeated b y u number thirteen in a thirty one to twenty eight route in their bowl game, and by the way, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl is being played tomorrow at Albertson Stadium that will be Kent State taking on Wyoming. It's worth noting in that game that Wyoming right now is a favorite to beat Kent State. Uh They are minus three. The over-under set at 59 points if we have any degenerate gamblers out there that are ready to make a bet on the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Once again, Cowboys and golden flashes of Kent State tomorrow at 1.30 kickoff. I'm Rick Worthington, 670 KBOI. Time for the Morning Market Report.
0: Powered by CapEd Credit Union.
1: Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise.
3: 721, Jeremiah Bates with us once again uh, on Christmas week. Talking about uh, your money and the... Let's start, let's start the talk off about the... The markets off last week, ended the week down, uh, down a lot on Friday. And it looks like uh, as we open up here in about eight or nine minutes, we're going to be down uh, between 350 to 400 points.
6: Yeah, there's certainly concerns in the markets around Omicron. I mean, if you look at what's going on worldwide, you have the Netherlands um, putting a full lockdown until mid-January. I mean, just supermarkets and essential shop opens. You have the UK government um, also looking... They're open to the idea of putting some restrictions in place. Ireland is announcing curfews, so... Now the the concerns over uh, COVID nineteen and Omicron are certainly going through the markets. Now another headline this morning is you have uh, Senator Joe Manchin. He's coming out not supporting the Build Back Better plan, which is leading some to believe that this kind of risk off event today, or kind of the markets being down, is is a part of that as well. Because um, you know there's a lot of fiscal spending that's put into that Build Back Better plan. So if there's concerns around that. But I, in my opinion, I think this is more around COVID-19 because the likelihood of the Build Back Better plan getting passed before the end of the year was highly unlikely. So certainly markets are concerned around this. And if you look at individual performance, you had your stay-at-home stocks perform really well on Friday, your Zoom and your Pelotons, and they're actually up in pre-market trading. So... Um certainly the uh, the numbers that we're seeing around covid is not boding well for the market and uh Wall Street is looking as this as an excuse to kind of get some risk off the table, kind of move out of equities, locking some gains uh before the year end. So anticipate this to remain throughout the week going into Christmas. Unfortunately, we got a shortened trading week. Markets are not open on Friday. We were open till Thursday. Um, but if we 're starting to see these numbers and these more and these lockdowns instituted across the world, then uh, market 's going to react like this we 're also seeing some selling pressure on oil. I mean it was down three percent um, so there 's that too so there 's certainly concerns around this
3: so based yeah. on uh, what we 're seeing people buying uh, businesses buying and and um, the sellers and buyers on wall street they're they 're looking at possibly thinking there might be uh, another shutdown due to COVID, I think where it's, people it's, won't be going to work and, and things like that?
6: Yeah. I mean, let's face it, though. America does not have a strong op- appetite for lockdowns. I mean, we, it, there's really been a muted tone around that, at least in the news over the over the weekend. But then again, you never know. I mean, if these numbers increase at a rate like we haven't seen we could get some news that that could be on the table, and then that could, that could um, reverberate some more fear and uncertainty on the market. But right now, they're just seeing what's happening worldwide and the cases that are happening. So again, they're, they're going to lean more on caution than optimism, especially with the numbers that we're seeing right now. So that's why we're seeing the, the and, performance uh, that we're seeing right now.
2: After, after Manchin made his uh, announcement, uh, Goldman cut their uh, forecast of the gross domestic product.
6: They did because the Build Back Better plan, that put a lot of stimulus in the economy through the spending. I mean, we're talking about trillions of dollars being injected in a lot of different categories. And now that's projected to to drop down to, I mean, I I saw a new estimate that was around 300 to 600 billion. So that's a significant drop. And they're, and Goldman Sachs, they priced that in saying, hey, if we're not going to hit that, that number that was originally agreed on them, this Build Back Better plan, it's going to affect what a lot of pricing, uh, a lot of the pricing in that's already been done. So. All right, Jeremiah Bates, thanks for talking once again this morning. We talk with Jeremiah about your money every Monday through Friday at the
3: same time, plus updates throughout the day. We'll get your first update as of right now. Stock market futures, Dow futures down 380 points. We'll get an update coming up in about an hour from right now.
1: Thanks, gents. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700,
3: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are uh, open throughout the morning, and you can participate in the show. We encourage that type of thing. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com, and uh, Spinner. Is that your na- real name, Spinner? Because I love the name Spinner.
7: That's it's It's been my my pseudo name for many, many, many years.
3: Okay. <laughs> Spinner in Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
7: Good morning. Sir. Good morning. Um, so, not to be a deputy Downer, man, I just I'm curious if you'd ever think that the tides will ever turn for the greater the greater good. And when when I say that, I'll explain on the lines of when you lie to Congress, they've proven that if you're a part of the elitist group or you're part of the the problem, nothing happens to you. When you lie to the people of the United States. And you're part of that deep state nothing happens to you but god forbid when you want to you know stand up for liberties freedoms um you know the the women that are over in texas with their abortion issues right now most of them are college women right you know so they understand what contraceptives are but they're more on the lines of using, this is my personal opinion, they're more on the lines of using abortion as their freedom of choice, right? Okay, that's their body. When they meet their creator, they gotta make that decision and explain the answers what they did. I'm, you know, but when it comes to this, this science experiment uh, of flip-flop Fauci and this just control, I'm very curious if you believe that we could ever get back to the to, to someone of reality and out of uh, just a Quentin Tarantino Rob Zombie horror film movie.
3: <laughs> um, I don't necessarily have an an uh, an answer to that. I, I hey, and I, I appreciate your thoughts, and I especially appreciate saying that you're they're your opinions. Um, you know, we get a little. Not too much of that here <laughs> a lot of times on the show saying this is just my opinion. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But, uh, yeah, thank you. I, I, m- My guess is, and I've said this before, I, I think COVID is something that we're going to have to learn to live with. And we're already seeing some changes. You know, I, I don't think you're going to see shutdowns like we saw when this first happened because Americans were so against the shutdowns plus the fact that it showed that it didn't work that you're not going to see our country shut down like it, it it has before, even though, you know, there are more people being infected now mm. than ever before and that the vaccines don't stop you from being infected or stop you from transferring it. I, I just, that's one of no, the changes they, uh, I think we're going to see.
2: I think the general attitude is, Hey, we tried that and we didn't like it. Yeah,
3: So I think, I think you're going to see less and less of this as COVID goes on. And I don't think it's going to be a pandemic forever, but I think it is going to be an endemic meaning we're going to have to learn to live with it. We'll show control over it, but it's never going away. That, that's my personal opinion. I am not a doctor. Just trying to play one on the radio. Speaking of uh, on the radio, here's a gentleman who's playing a sportscaster on the radio and actually is a sportscaster from time to time. I don't know about that.
4: I'm just some goof that uh, occasionally gets to meet important athletes.
3: And he did today. This update, by the way, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli uh, in Meridian, the place to go for lunch. Rick Worthington is uh, back from getting some uh, audio.
4: Yeah, famous Idaho Potato Bowl is being played tomorrow. It's Kent State versus Wyoming. Every year ahead of the football game, they bring in some athletes, they bring in some coaches, and a key motivational speaker. This year, that motivational speaker is former Notre Dame coaching legend Lou Holtz. A little bit of our conversation this morning went like this. Well, good morning. How are you, Mr. Holtz?
8: Uh, One step from suicide and two steps out of the posse, but, (laughs) but I'm doing fine. You're
4: here to speak with some athletes today, some coaches. The FCA was kind enough to bring you out here. I was hoping maybe you could just briefly share a little bit of your message with us today.
8: Well, I think, as President Reagan said, if we cease to become one nation under God, we'll be one nation gone under. I believe that uh, God has been very important in my life. When you have a faith in God, it doesn't mean you aren't going to have problems, but it enables you to handle the problems or the difficulties come along. I'm an old man, and one thing I do realize is that everybody has problems, difficulty. You're never going to reach a stage in your life where you don't have something to worry about. So and I'm excited. Uh, I used to bring my family out to Wyoming for family vacation. We go to the University of Wyoming. beautiful little stadium there. Uh, the indoor workout area, he played golf on their university, so I followed Wyoming. And then, of course, my alma mater, Kent State, is here, and when I was in school, Miami of Ohio, our tribal, would say, we can't read, we can't write, but we are Kent State, but I always <laughs> got a good education there and had good friends, so I, I'm flattered and honored to be here, very difficult to get here from the East Coast, but hopefully God will bless the people today. So, <laughs> Lou Holtz speaking for the FCA today. He's funny. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed time with him.
4: I, I, I spent five minutes with him. Um, uh, he was very gracious to allow me to sit down and uh, just have a, a quick conversation with him. So I'll have some more of that uh, a little later on this morning throughout the program. But, uh, yeah, it was nice to be able to meet the guy. It was very, very nice.
3: And he's, I think this was started at 7.30, right? So He was supposed to begin speaking about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Rick. That's awesome. You got it. KBOI News Time, 747.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to
1: Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Ouch. Dow um, opened about 23 minutes ago. Ahead of the opening, the futures were down about 350 points. The uh-huh. Dow now is officially down 300, uh, 636 points. Oh, Sorry,
2: my goodness.
3: <laughs> Continuing the sell-off, uh, we saw uh, all of last week, the uh, week ending down, and uh, as you know, Jeremiah Bates and some financial experts say, "Hey, buying opportunity."
2: Yeah, they they never use the word. Well, I mean they they say don't panic, but they never use the word panic just in a sentence by itself. Yeah. Um, email in uh, from
3: Rex in uh, Meridian says uh, two comments here. KBOI does not provide statistics on the number of healthy people, folks without underlying health issues, that have been hospitalized or died due to COVID. I assume that's because the health agencies. Did not provide this information, if provided this statistic would help people decide whether or not you're to get vaccinated.
2: Some, you're asking us uh, to provide a number of people who were perfectly healthy and then died of something.
3: I I think that's what he's asking. I
2: don't actually think that number exists.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't know of anybody
2: because if they were perfectly healthy, they'd, they'd still be alive Yeah,
3: And if they were perfectly healthy, they wouldn't have been hospitalized, you know, unless he's looking, you know, perfectly healthy, and then just died or hospitalized just only because they had COVID. And I don't think that is something that is, we, we would provide it, but I don't think that statistic is provided. Um, also, number two, many folks are not getting the vaccine because health agencies have not provided any information on what the long-term effects might be from getting the vaccine. I assume the long-term risk is minimal and likely lower than the risk of getting COVID, but if people do not have underlying health issues, maybe it's a reasonable choice not to get vaccinated. Thanks for a good morning show. That's Rex and Meridian. Um the reason that they don't give any information on the long term effects is because COVID's only been going on since twenty nineteen.
2: So, exactly. That's why it's called COVID nineteen. It's named after the year in which it was discovered.
3: So you can't do tests uh, long term effects on specifically COVID and the vaccines for COVID. However, the the mRNA People assume that the mRNA vaccines are brand new and only started within the last year, year and a half, whenever they became available. That's not true. mRNA vaccines have been being studied for over a decade. So this isn't the first mRNA vaccine that has been developed.
2: Yeah, they've been designed and, uh, of course, altered many times to fight versions of SARS. 208-336-3700,
3: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wow, so will take more of your phone calls and emails. And I have questions about the NFL. Maybe uh, we can get uh, Rick in here. You know, because of earlier in the season, the NFL commissioner put out that um, they would not be Postponing or rescheduling games for any reason this year, and so, yet, and yet. So, coming up next hour, it might be a conversation to have. I'm, I'm just curious That's why the punching, change. Mike. Is that what that is? I guess uh, NFL made a bunch of announcements having to do with COVID over the weekend, uh, and this was after two games were scheduled. We'll talk a little bit about this after the top of the hour.
0: Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper
1: and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question on the way for you in 20 minutes. We've got a $50 gift certificate the granny Seas bakery just perfect for this time of year you could use that and load up on some uh, great pastries for christmas cakes pies all that could be yours maybe some delicious cinnamon rolls or other pastries uh you can use it on anything you want because if you answer the question you're going to get to uh, get that 50 dollars gift certificate our question today as a matter of fact all this week we've got uh damn near impossible questions having to do with christmas and today's question in japan On Christmas, it's a tradition to eat this for Christmas dinner. What is it? By the way, it's not ham or turkey. Um, This is a very popular U.S. brand of food. And uh, if if you're thinking sushi or something like that, traditionally Japanese, that's not it. That should give you a whole bunch of hints here for you this morning. If you know the answer to the question, stick around. 20 minutes from right now, we'll give you a chance to get that $50 gift certificate once again to Granny C's, uh, 208-336-3700,
0: pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Big, big week this week. It's Christmas week, also Festivus week.
2: For the rest of us? Festivus! It's a Festivus for the rest of us!
3: Uh, Festivus happens on uh, Thursday, day so before Christmas
2: Eve. Feats of strength and yeah. uh, airing, airing, of airing of the grievances. Grievances. Yeah.
3: And so we'll be celebrating that with you coming up here uh, this <laughs> Thursday uh, morning. Rick oh, Worthington in here with us this Hi morning there. as we were uh, going to break. I, I had some I had some questions. And well, fire away. I, I don't know if you have the answers to them or not, but I thought we would talk about this for a moment or two because uh, NFL, first of all, over the weekend, uh, made some changes in their uh, COVID protocols. Um, all year long, they've been testing players weekly uh, for COVID. It was announced over the weekend that starting Sunday, Under NFL's revised protocols, only unvaccinated players and those who are experiencing symptoms of COVID-19 will be tested. So they're not, as of Sunday, they stopped testing everybody and are only testing people who are unvaccinated or those who have symptoms. Also, higher risk players have until two o'clock Eastern time today to send written notice if they choose to opt out. For the rest of the season, according to a memo sent to clubs on Saturday obtained by the Associated Press, the players will not be paid and the notice is irrevocable. So, in other words, if they say today, send in the notice, say I'm opting out for the rest of the season, two weeks from now they can't come back and go, ah, change changed my mind, I want to come back.
4: Yeah, that <laughs> would have everything to do with an NFL team actually making the playoffs and then a player saying, well, I don't want to miss out on the extra mm-hmm. pay and the chance at a Super Bowl, so I want to come back.
3: Nope. No, The other uh, question that I have. Earlier in the season, NFL commissioner said that uh, they will not be postponing or moving any games this year. That if you cannot field a team, your team will forfeit no exception. Until this weekend, when we had a couple of teams have mass outbreaks of COVID-19 all of a sudden now, we have two games, games two games today and two games yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So
2: three, three games were moved.
3: Three I mean. games were moved after early in the season. Say, we will not move any games for any reason.
4: Are you asking me why the change of heart all of a sudden?
3: Have you heard anything? I mean, it's not something that I've paid close attention to, but I do. You know, we made a big deal of this before the season. It's like, oh, there, he's you know serious. You're going to forfeit games if you have mass bri- outbreak of, of COVID.
4: Yeah, I can tell you why in a nutshell. Because there's dollars attached to the owners who are hosting those games, and they don't want to cancel games. Look, the Cleveland Browns had said, we don't have a starting quarterback. Our our, our top two guys are not able to play, can't test out in time, and we have to go and get somebody on the street and have them ready to start in a game in three days. And the NFL's like, well, I guess that's too bad. But the Browns are like, you know, it might be smarter for us to forfeit this game as opposed to actually play. And mm, yeah, the Raiders were attempting to get on their bus and fly to to Cleveland and the NFL put a hurriedly uh, put out a message very hurriedly and said, don't get on the bus and go to the airport yet. If you're asking why did they change all of a sudden, I believe it has everything to do with money because that's what revolves around the NFL. It's all about dollars and cents.
3: It's still weird that, you know, they should have known that beginning at the (laughs) the
1: beginning of the
3: year.
6: Also, you have
4: network television that has three more games that they want to put on the air and revenue attached to that as well. And everybody's like, hey, you can't just cancel our game, move this thing so we can actually do the things that we've said that we're going to do. So the NFL did pivot, uh, which I think is smart. Uh, I mean, I thought the it NFL was dumb. is going to take a lot of criticism for not doing what they said they yeah. were going to do. I
3: thought it was dumb at the beginning of the year when we said we absolutely will not be – you'll be forfeiting your game if if you have a COVID outbreak. Well, what break, they were trying to like, do
4: there, though, Mike, is also a, a little different because what they what they wanted to do was get – all the owners and coaches to pressure players to get vaccinated so that they wouldn't have this problem down the road. And that's why the commissioner talked tough at the beginning of the year. So there were, you know, different motives at different times for doing things, but in the end, money wins out. The NFL's going to play the game. Yeah.
3: And I and I get that, but I mean <laughs> here's the problem. When you have the leader of, of your league lying to you. You know, because essentially that's what this ended up being. It's hard then for the rank and file to go, well, he may be lying this time, too. We don't don't know.
2: I don't really see it as lying so much as changing his mind after uh, exactly looking at the money.
3: Yeah, see, and I thought it it wasn't necessarily having to do with the money. I thought that the teams playing were all fighting for, you know, possibility of being in the playoffs, and Mm -hmm. and it would – massively hurt each one of the teams that ended up having breakouts uh, ability to get possibly into the playoffs you know because you're looking at Cleveland fighting the Rams are fighting for a playoff um berth also in and i i mean it, it wouldn't have been fair either way but it was just weird so thanks for the explanation i was curious about it well i try to help
4: i don't <laughs> yeah. know if that made it any, any more sense of it or not but really the nfl is a business, they like their money, and we can't blame them.
3: Uh, it will be interesting to see who, if anybody, opts out today. They have until 2 o'clock Eastern time if they are a player that wants to opt out for the rest of the season, um, and it'll yeah, be interesting kind of, to see how many people kind of send in that is, letter.
2: I mean, that, that's kind of an offer that's always on the table. Hey, if you'd like to quit now, we'll stop paying you. <laughs> that doesn't I, seem like it's special. I, it seems like that's well, normal. Well, I wonder
3: if it, if you opt out, though, if it stops your contracts. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I don't I don't know, I don't know the full ramifications yeah, the, of opting bad, out. But
2: the bad news is you won't be paid. The good news is you're not in breach of contract.
3: Yeah, KBY News time is eight fourteen. Let's uh, get a quick check of what's going on with Bronco Sports today. Don't go away when we come back. Uh, we'll have a chance for you to get a fifty dollars gift certificate to Granny C's Bakery. That's coming up next right after Bronco Sports today.
0: It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike
1: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, celebrating their 20th anniversary this month. Our question today, going to get a $50 gift certificate to uh, Granny C's Bakery for our winner. And that winner could be Scott. Scott's going to get the first crack at it anyway. Scott, on Christmas in Japan, it is traditional to eat this as their traditional Christmas dinner. What is it? KFC. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken. KFC. Yes, it is. That's their traditional... Christmas meal, a matter of fact, it is so popular. orders must be placed up to two months in advance. Holy cow, who knew?
2: I wonder what they That's like crazy. for sides <laughs> seriously, I mean, what do they like for sides like coleslaw? Do they like mashed potatoes and gravy? You probably
3: uh, ramen noodles, something like that. <laughs> It, there you go. Hey, congratulations, Scott. We have a $50 gift certificate for you. Uh, all yours, once again, from Granny C's Bakery. Hold on the line and we'll get some more information from you. Uh, by the way, we're giving away Granny C's uh, $50 gift certificates all this week. So if you didn't win this morning and there were a lot of people trying to win it, of course you would because it'd be great for the holidays. Um, just stay right there because all this week we'll give them away. Still on the way before 10 o'clock. Uh, Christmas in Motion going on at Expo Idaho. And what Christmas in Motion is, is a chance for you to see beautiful light displays, Christmas light displays that are uh, at Expo Idaho. You never even have to get out of your car. So if it's uh, a little cold outside or maybe you don't like to walk at some of the other Christmas displays that you have throughout the Treasure Valley, here's one that you can drive through. $40 value. It can be yours. So get that speed dial set. We'll give it away coming up here before 10 o'clock today at 208. 336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. When we come back after bottom of the hour news, Bob Beeler will be with us. We'll talk uh, mostly about basketball. Good week by the Boise State Broncos last week. Talk about what's in store, plus also getting uh, ready ahead for Boise State's bowl game, the Arizona Bowl. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that with Bob Beeler. Bronco Monday on the way next.
1: This is Bronco Monday. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and talk about the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos,
3: Bob Beeler on 670 KBOI. 837, once again, Bob Beeler with us for Bronco Monday. It is Christmas week, and it uh, looks like uh, Broncos, over the uh, last five games, have received an early uh, Christmas present because uh, <laughs> they've won five in a row.
9: Yeah, they have, guys, and I think part of it is uh, due to the fact that they've changed the lineup, they've defined their roles, they're playing better basketball, and I I think it's more at the offensive end, guys, than the defensive end. The defense has been there all season. They've held uh, uh, the opponents uh, this season to an average of just 59 points a game. More often than not, the opponent has been 60 or below, and it has been there the entire season. But offensively in the last six games – they are shooting 51% overall, 40% from three, averaging 79 points. The first six games of the season, it was 39% shooting, 28% from three-point range, and they only averaged 61 points. And it all kind of coincides with uh, Tyson Degenhardt moving into the starting lineup after playing sparingly in the first six. This team has found themselves, they found their lineup, they found their roles, and uh, looking pretty good right
2: now. I was going to ask you... Uh, is there an mvp so far for the season or a most improved player but you may have you may have answered that
9: well i think
2: Degenhardt is a
9: guy that has made the difference in this team to become better but the other four that start kejab armoos shaver and akot have really settled into their roles a uh, kejab was shooting too many threes earlier in the season and now he's playing more inside, although he had two big threes against Santa Clara that were basically given to him in the corner. He took them and made them. Um, Armouche is playing tough inside. Uh, Shaver is their best outside shooter. There's no question about that. So I think, I think what each player is supposed to do is defined. After the game yesterday, uh, Coach Rice talked to us, and one of the topics that we asked him about was these topics that the offense is better.
10: It just seemed like in November... We were we were trying to get that chemistry right, trying to get those roles right. And even the game like Temple where we had 25 assists, it almost just didn't feel natural. You know, it was coming, but it didn't feel natural. And I think now we've got a natural rhythm to us. We got roles established more. We got, you know, the right guys are getting the right shots at the right time. We're playing unselfish basketball.
9: And then uh, they got a break on uh, last night, yesterday. That uh, two of their players that have come off the bench that have been hurt that really didn't give them a lot of flexibility. Kuzmanovic and Milner both played. Uh, Kuzmanovic played for 14 minutes, and and Milner for eight. So they aren't as hamstrung with the with the short bench as they were. So heading towards the league season, guys, uh, Boise, Boise State basketball is certainly trending up.
3: Uh, speaking of of league season, that begins January, uh, New Year's Day, correct?
9: No, the league season begins on the 28th,
3: the home game okay. against
9: Fresno State. So we have just the one non conference game left on Wednesday against uh, Washington State. And Coach Rice talked about that last game in sort of a neutral side of Spokane uh, against a Pac 12 team.
10: You know, I thought this would be a good opportunity to play a good team on a neutral court, but also get those guys home, and, and it's going to be a good game. They're, we've got, both of us are 8-4. They've had some ups and downs. We've had some ups and downs, and I think it's two two pretty good teams, and, and uh, it's going to be a battle, and we're going to play great basketball.
9: And uh, that was Coach Rice, the two guys he was referring to, uh, Degenhart and Najee Smith, who are both from Spokane, and uh, they both are going to have big contingents coming to the game. So it should be a lot of fun on Wednesday against uh, Washington State. Haven't played them, at least in Coach Rice's ten-year here. I'm sure Boise State's probably faced them at some point, but uh, it's a new team to the schedule.
2: Who really looks good in in uh, this league right now?
9: <laughs> Colorado State does. Uh, they were picked first, and uh, they are undefeated. They're one of a handful of undefeated teams left in in the conference. They've got a great mix. Uh, they've got an entire starting five that's back from last year. David Roddy is probably the best player for them. He has a power forward, and he makes it happen inside as well as outside. seems
3: like he's been there forever.
9: <laughs> he's been there three years, I think. So I, th- I think he's just a junior, but I think he's just that good. Uh, everybody in the conference has a winning record in non-conference, but you know, one of the things you don't know is you don't know – without inspecting at who everybody's played you might play a real easy non-conference schedule or like Boise State your record may not be quite as good because you've played you know some teams that are a little bit better Uh, Fresno State who Boise State's going to open with is nine and two Uh, the New Year's Day game against Wyoming they're nine and one their only loss was to Arizona so uh, a lot of the teams in the conference playing well Nevada probably one of the teams that's underachieved a little bit Uh, they were picked I think either second or third at the beginning of the season. And uh, they've kind of rounded into shape. I think like Boise State, they've tweaked the roster a little bit, and uh, they have played better in the last three or four games. But, uh, uh, you know, I would think the the, 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 the challengers are going to be Colorado State, obviously, I think they're the number one pick so far. San Diego State, I think, is going to be good as always. A lot of people thought Nevada and, and I'd say Wyoming and Fresno have probably exceeded what people thought they would do.
11: Hmm.
3: You know, you mentioned uh, um and how important so far he has been into the team. In the short time that he has been inserted into the uh, starting lineup, um, over the uh, years that you have been here, do you remember a true freshman that has been this important, at least to this point of the season, for Boise State basketball?
9: Yeah. Coach Rice has had a lot of true freshmen that have stepped into the lineup and especially earlier in his in his time here. Derek Marks comes to mind. Anthony Drimmick, uh Jeff Aloriaga, Justinian Jessup was a mainstay as a freshman. So, coach Rice has been able to get freshmen who have been able to play and and has gotten a lot out of them. So, Um, He he trusts them, and and I think that, uh, you know, I think he thought Dagan Hart was going to be good. I think he just didn't want to throw him into the deep end of the pool at the start of the season, and, you know, it was about five or six games went by, and then they put him in the starting lineup, and I guess, as I say, the rest is history.
3: Well, he's shown he can can handle it. Just one more quick question before we move on to uh, football. Um, What do you know about WSU?
9: Not a whole lot yet after last night. Haven't begun my prep. I know they're 8-4. and four. They've had a couple of head-scratching losses, you know, much like, uh, you know, Boise State did. You know, you look at the, the schedule and you'll say, oh, Bakersfield, you shouldn't have lost that one. I mean, you look at uh, Washington State, losses, uh, you know, to USC, and is in the top 20 this year, so you don't scratch your head there, but uh, lost to South Dakota State. Uh, a loss to Eastern Washington so you've got a couple of them on the schedule much like Boise State that you think maybe they could be better than 8-4 and four. Uh, they've got two guys averaging in double figures, Micah Flowers and, and Noah Williams. Uh, I've got a couple of their games recorded but uh, coming off last night's game, have not had a chance to see them play yet.
3: Alright, KBY news time is eight forty-four. it's Bronco Monday when we come back football season is not over for the Boise State Broncos. We'll uh, talk about the upcoming ball game against Central Michigan and we'll also uh, talk a little bit about signing day this past week. That's all on the way next here on Newstalk Stock KBOI.
1: Now, back to Bronco Monday on 670 KBOI.
3: Bob Beeler with us once again. It's 847 Bronco Monday. Time to talk a little bit of football. There's still a little bit business left to be done before the end of the year.
9: Absolutely. Uh, we've got a bowl game coming up on the uh... 31st it'll kick off at noon down at tucson and it will be against central michigan and guys just kind of glancing at the chippewas record about the same as boise state eight and four for central michigan they were six and two in their conference they also like boise state finished the season uh, strong they won their last four games and six of their last seven a couple of coaches for the chippewas uh, familiar names to bronco fans jim McElwain who used to be the coach at Colorado State before going on to Florida, is their head coach. And their defensive coordinator is former Vandal coach Rob Akey. So uh, those guys will be on the sidelines for the Chippewas. And uh, they've got a great running back, Lou Nichols, third leads the nation in rushing over 1,700 yards this season. And Kate uh, Pimpleton is their leading receiver. Kind of similar statistics to uh, Shakir. Not quite as many catches or yards, but in that ballpark, 58 for 929 And like Shakir, he does other things, too. He averages 20 yards of return on punts.
3: What do you see from uh, Boise State in this game?
9: Well, I think, you know, Boise State wants to finish strong. I think that San Diego State game left a bad taste in their mouth. So I think they they want to finish strong. I I think that, you know, they're going to be healthier than, you know, they were – You know, and and it sort of was, as the season went along, they got a little bit healthier. From from talking to the guys, it sounds like they're, you know, they're fired up, they're ready to go, they're ready to play Central Michigan. Um, You know, I I think, you know, know, when you look at, you know, the game you're going to have, you know, obviously Bachmeyer playing quarterback and Shakir is playing. A lot of, you know, seniors that are going to go in the draft, take themselves out of a bowl game, but he's been emphatic that he's going to be, you know, playing for the Broncos. You know, a healthy Halani makes big difference in the backfield. And then, you know, I think it's going to come down to the defense. I think the defense is going to need to, uh, um, you know, slow down this running attack. Early in the season, they didn't defend the run very well. Second half of the season, when they got hot, you know, won four games in a row, all of a sudden they got real tough against the run. So I, th- I think that's going to be the biggest factor in the game for the team.
2: Who's, who's number two on the quarterback depth chart right now? <laughs> I
9: think it's got to be Jalen Green. Uh, and, and, Chris, you asked the question because uh, Jack Sears has entered the transfer portal. Also, uh, one of the running backs, Andrew Van Buren, has entered the tra- transfer portal. Uh, but I, I would assume it would be Taylor Green looking at the list. He's played in two games. So the, the beauty of it is that you're allowed to play four and not have the year count for you. So uh, he could play in the game, and, and it will not affect, you know, anything for next year. So uh, he'll be number two, and, you know, we'll see maybe even if, even if Bachmeyer, you know, is this, obviously he's going to be the starter, but I mean, you know, we'll see if they have you know something designed for Green. When you have a month between games, sometimes you can get creative.
3: Also, had uh, signing day uh, last week um, and over the weekend, uh, it's almost like getting a four-star recruit for Boise State with the announcement that J. L. Skinner says that he is going to be back for his senior <laughs> yeah. year.
9: Yeah, I, th- I thought he would come back. He had a good season. But I think I think he can have a better season. And if you listen to some of the the comments from him and from his mom, you know I, I know that the family graduating huge huge uh, goal for for JL and want to accomplish that. And by coming back, you're able to attain that because you'll you know you'll have enough classes that you'll be able to take you know that you'll be able to graduate. But you look at his improvement from last year to this year, and then you think about what. One more year is going to do, and I, I think you know, like Shakir, I would have advised him to go if if he came to me and said, "What do you think?" Not that he would listen to me or ask me <laughs> the question, but I, anyway, based on what he has done, he's done everything he can, and I don't know that he's going to be in any better position next year than he is in this year. I think the opposite for Shakir uh, for Skinner. I think Skinner can even be a better player next year for the pros. So I think I, I, I think it's a sharp a sharp decision for him. And then, you know, you ask about the signing. Uh, you can tell what positions they think or need, and, it, and it's the guys up front, uh, nine on defense, either linebacker or defensive line, and then they recruited four offensive linemen as freshmen plus a, plus a transfer. So uh, O-line, D-line seems to be the... Uh, Area that uh, Coach avalos and staff really identified
3: i I think if you ask fans, they would say that that also <laughs> this year might be the two places that they needed to uh improve on for next year
9: yeah absolutely and and you get you know four uh transfers coming in uh, three JUCOs and and one transfer in the offensive line from Washington state, somebody that had started before, so you know the, that, that guy, uh, Cade Beresford, you'd think would, you know have a chance to slide in. His dad played for the Broncos back in the day, uh, so he had some familiarity. They had recruited him. But another thing about the recruiting class that stands out to me, and I can't back this up, but just other than remembrances and, and gut feelings, they're going to have 10 early enrollees, and generally the transfers come in early. So that's four of them. But I can never remember a year where six – of the freshman signees have come in early. Hmm. Generally, it's been you know a couple, two or three. Yeah. Six is quite a few. So uh, usually, a guy that comes in and, and practices early, you know, has a better chance of finding the field as a true freshman. All
3: right, uh, eight fifty-two. Need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, look ahead to what we have in the uh, coming week ahead. It is Bronco Monday. Bob Beeler with us once again. News Talk KBOI.
1: Now back up Bronco Monday on six seventy KBOI.
3: Bob Beeler with us once again. It is Bronco Monday, and uh, a lot of stuff still going on this week, even though it's Christmas week. What do we have ahead here, Bob?
9: Well, the football team practicing, getting set for the bowl game. They'll take a few days off around Christmas and then come back next week. We have one more basketball game pre-Christmas. It'll be Washington State up in Spokane on Wednesday. It's going to be an earlier start. Pre-game 5.30, tip-off will be at 6 right here on 670 KBOI. And then we've got the Mountain West opener the uh, following Tuesday, so a week from tomorrow against Fresno State. That'll be a 7 o'clock tip. And then the bowl game will be at noon on New Year's Eve against Central Michigan.
3: What do we know about Fresno State?
9: A uh, real good center, Orlando Robinson, about 7 feet tall. I think they list him at 7 feet. Uh, They're 9-2, and two, and uh, they've got five starters back from last mm. year. So I, I think Fresno is – going to be one of the better teams in the league.
3: Boise State's got a tough three games ahead over the next ten days,
9: don't they? Yeah, they've got this one, and then Wyoming is 9-1 and one in the second game. Yeah. So, And oh, then God. the following week, they got Utah State and Colorado State. I think basketball is up this year, and then guys, uh, Mountain West went 2-0 in bowl games over the weekend. Utah State over Oregon State, and Fresno beat uh, UTEP, so yeah, the conference off to a good start.
3: That Utah State game, just, it's amazing. They beat Oregon State, and that's a team what we, Boise State beat 33 to. Three. Wasn't it
9: was twenty-seven it? to three. Twenty-seven yeah. to three. Yeah, and, and dominated. And yeah. dominated from the so, get-go. Yeah. And and that Oregon State team is the team Boise State's going to open with uh, come up next season.
3: Looking good. Um, and then uh, on Central Michigan Arizona Bowl. Uh, any? Have you had a chance to start taking apart Central Michigan Arizona? A little bit. Not
9: <laughs> not a whole lot. It's going to come probably after Wednesday's game with Washington State. But just looking at some of their best players, I mentioned the running back. And and, and they trumpet an offensive lineman at left tackle Bernard Raymond. He seems to have won all of the lineman awards in the in the in the MAC. So right. uh, I think they got one guy. Not not that the other four linemen aren't good, but I think they got one guy that looks like is a pro caliber lineman.
3: All right, Bob. Thank you very much. Uh, have yourself a fun trip up to uh, Spokane, and uh, be, we're not going to talk to you till next week. So have yourself a, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your family.
9: And Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you very much. It's been great this season.
3: All right. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open. We will begin taking your phone calls and emails coming up after top of the hour news. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back
1: to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris. Live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: 906... Into the uh, final hour this morning of the uh, show, chance for you to participate if you would like, 208-336-3700, toll free, one 800 529 5264, uh, pound 670 if you have a Verizon wireless. Also, if you'd like to get through, uh, you can email us, Mike at com, or you can email Chris at com. That's right. He's back from vacation this mm-hmm. week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so you can start emailing again. You can also text us, 208
2: Last week I got a lot of emails uh, from people who apparently don't know the difference between, say, Rick and me. <laughs> And we, we tried to tell everybody. It's like, hey,
3: Chris has the week off. Rick filling in. And I even said, don't, try, don't email Chris because he has the week off. He's probably not going to respond to you.
2: Not everybody heard that. Yeah, apparently
3: not. So, by the way, I will be on vacation next week. So next week when uh, Chris is here and Rick is filling in for me, don't email me because I won't be responding to you till I get back from vacation.
2: I'll just forward everything to no, you. No, don't forward anything.
3: I don't, I don't need 50,000 pieces of email in my email when I get back to clear through. Yeah, that's a good point. Dow, Dow Futures, as we mentioned earlier this morning, just ahead of the opening, we're down about 340 points. Um, gosh, I even hate mentioning this number, but uh, now currently down 666 points.
2: Good grief. 666. Yeah. Oh, why good. Does, now, why oh, no. does that why does that ring a bell? Six six six.
3: So continuing the sell off from last week, all three indexes, by the way, are down. Nasdaq down over two hundred points, and uh, Standard and Poor uh, down six, over fifty points.
2: Six 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 is bad, no matter where you are. But seven 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 is good if you're in Nevada. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, so it d- depends on where you are. Six 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 on on a holiday week for Christmas week for loud. We, That's not good.
2: In in our high school, we were assigned just, you know, numbers uh, alphabetically for the entire school. And uh, one of my good friends our senior year was number 666. And he he asked them if he could have a different number, and they said no. 208-336-3700.
3: We've got people waiting through on uh, our phone lines this morning. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to those. Dan in Boise, thanks for being patient. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. How are you on this fine week?
11: Well, it'd be better if my son would have woke up this morning and been able to let his car warm up without getting jockey boxed and his car stereo stole. Are
3: That's you fine. kidding me?
11: Nope. This is the second time I heard general area on five mile new sticks been hit for uh, jockey boxing and I'm kinda of disappointed in uh, the fact that this it just keeps happening around here so much. Yeah, you
7: can't considering- leave your
11: doors unlocked anymore, you can't freaking you can't even it just it's amazing like that. You can't warm your cars up the morning before you go to work. It's yeah. It's very sad the way this valley's starting to come.
2: I, I agree with you, considering I live in almost the same neighborhood.
11: Yep. So <laughs> just figure if it hit me, I'd like to let everybody else in my general area just keep an eye out for it.
2: So, yeah,
3: and that's, yeah, that's too I'll bad. I'm sorry. Security
11: cameras up, and that's pretty bad that I have to do that just keep my area safe.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's too bad. Sorry to hear that. Now, did he have the car door locked too?
11: Uh, he His mom had went out and started it up for him before he was going to work, uh, her way out to work. So it sat out there about five ten minutes, and the next thing you know, yep. they went it. out there to leave, and that's what happened. Boy, that was fast. Somebody,
3: somebody almost had to be sitting that's there the seeing it happen. Is what you call that. Yeah. Yeah.
11: He was up exactly. and going before 6 in the morning, obviously.
3: If they if the, he would have just worked that hard to get a job, he'd probably be way ahead and not taking a chance of uh, going to uh, jail. I hope I hope you catch him. I, I hope you do. I hope somebody well, had a had a chance well, to see camera's you.
11: Well, going up this next week, so I don't have to worry about it. So, if it happens to somebody
2: else, maybe I'll just catch him in the neighborhood. Good for you. You guys have a great afternoon.
3: All right. You too. Sorry to hear about that. What? Yeah,
2: that, I, I, I've I've had that happen to me, and it's you just feel number one, you feel a bit powerless, and then number two, you're just angry because somebody you know violated uh, your property, and uh, I mean, I had. Let's see, I had an entire car stereo and a, an equalizer. Uh, they left the speakers, which was nice. But uh, they took my entire cassette collection. Wow. Which I, I had it, in one of those big briefcase things. Yeah.
3: Um, I mean, thieves just, I, I just absolutely hate them. And I, I shared something a, a little bit earlier this morning on our fan page on Facebook. Uh, a builder that uh, my wife works with um, recently had uh, new construction house that they were building and Mm -hmm. somebody had completely taken out all the appliances all the electrical everything in the house and stole it and they had a picture of the vehicle parked in front of the house because they do have um you know security cameras cameras around because this is the second time that the same pickup truck has broken into one of their homes not the same home a different home same pickup truck that they have pictures of it so i i shared it it's just Stuff like that. I I just absolutely hate the gall of somebody sitting there, you know, taking somebody's hard work where, especially right now, where it's difficult to get appliances and electrical outlets and things uh, like that because you just can't find them anywhere.
2: The ones that I always think are the real winners are are those who burglarize houses uh, Christmas week and take all their presents. Yeah.
3: There's a special place in hell for those type of people. I truly believe. I truly hope.
2: Even if it's just general pop, I'm okay with that.
3: <laughs> uh, Jeffrey and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBI.
12: Hey, hi. Um, I w- earlier today, you were mentioning about side effects on vaccines. And basically, what a vaccine does is it teaches your body how to fight a disease. And then that's, that's over, at least. Your body learn how to fight a disease and over. And so when people are worried about a side effect on something that's been out over a year, they're sort of like what's going on cuz any fi- side effects are going to be really quick to be able to tell. Ie, example, Johnson and Johnson is now finding out that their their vaccine might not be need- you know, they might have to pull that. And so yeah, that's it does
2: the point- uh, it doesn't do well with blood clots in women. I'm sorry, what? I said it doesn't do well with blood clots in women. The Johnson & Johnson. Yeah,
12: yeah, that's, that's the Johnson & Johnson one. But you understand what I'm saying now. The vaccine has been out for a while. They're finding complications, and they're pulling it. They're telling people, yeah. hey, shit, look at this. You know, and so you go over and do Pfizer or the Motorum or whatever you call that one. You yeah. know, I know on that. I know this is secondhand, but I get my stuff from people... My brother-in-law and sister both teach doctors how to be doctors in school, and for their side gig on that, they do medical research for the Department of Defense. So, sounds like they should know what they're talking they pay about. They more dollars than anybody. So I yeah. think he. Oh God, we should sit around the bar, and I can sort of sort of say something he <laughs> might have sort of said. <laughs> No, I, I I did you not. I go, oh, do you mean they can do, they'll be able to do that in the future? And he looks at me, and he goes, we could do that now if you wanted to. And I go, sign me up for new heart, lungs, and liver, please. I want to continue to drink for another few years.
3: Thank you for the call, Jeff, Jeffrey. And maybe someday we'll I sit know. around a bar together and you can, you can tell I, us I about that. I know a
2: that. guy, I, I used to work with a guy who had had a heart transplant when he was about 45. And when he was about 46, he started smoking again because he figured, hey, brand new heart. <laughs> well, maybe he can get a whole
3: lifetime out of that brand new heart. Uh, it's 914. Let's go to the newsroom. It uh, looks like uh, Rick Worthington chomping at the bit with some breaking news this morning.
4: Yeah, I got something I need to share with you guys. Uh, you remember the several weeks, well, maybe it's been a month or so ago, the crisis standards of care was dropped here in the Treasure Valley. The Idaho Department of Health and Welfare today has deactivated crisis standards of care in the Panhandle Health District. Uh, crisis standards of care for health care entities uh, that are up there. Uh, they do say, though, that while the number of COVID-19 patients remains high and continues to stress healthcare care systems, the surge is currently no longer exceeding the health care resources that are available. So in the Panhandle now. Crisis standards of care deactivated in Idaho.
3: So we've got uh, crisis standards of care done for the entire state now. That's that's good news.
4: That's good news for yeah. now. Yeah, for now. They are continuing <laughs> to monitor the Omicron variant, and I think it'll be a you know big question after the holidays whether or not we see another spike.
3: Well, and you remember uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier this morning. They found it in uh, the sewer anyway, so we don't have it in humans yet, but it's in the yeah. sewer. Which, which I'm being well, joking there. It's it's, it's Which
2: means it's in in <laughs> humans and, and and passing through it. Yeah, that
3: point. and that was specifically yeah. in in Moscow. Although they have not had anybody confirmed to have have it, they know that it is there because they test sewage water in the uh, city of Moscow, just like they do in Eagle boise to try and identify how bad an outbreak I've is going to fun be
2: breakfast thought today mike I, Thank i've you. always i've always been kind of glad that's not what i do for a living
3: <laughs> that would be a crappy job uh nine let's uh take a break phone lines are open 208-336-3700 rick quit stop shaking your head
2: good grief
3: one little joke and rick worthington just shakes his head at me um,
2: he thinks we should only be appetizing this time of day.
3: <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails. If you're waiting on the line, uh, I promise I'll get to you. Stay right where we're at. We'll get to you coming up here next
0: on News Talk KBOI. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the listen live button.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk
3: KBOI. 208. 208- 336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon, wireless toll-free, 800 Mike in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY.
13: Good morning. Hey, uh, the anti-Semitic uh, flyers that were left at houses in the north end and the swastikas that were painted down by the, uh, the bike path, uh, I want to throw this out to you. Uh, the media's, every every station, everybody's reported it. They show the pictures. They show where it was painted over and all that. And that's what those people want that do this stuff. If you don't cover it, no press showing it, they don't get anything out of it. And, um, you know, it's like the Reverend Butler uh, up in North Idaho 30 years ago. When they'd cover that, he made national news, and that's what they want. If you cut off their press, don't report on it, they die.
3: So, do you do you really think that if the press just ignores it, that there's not going to be any flyers passed out or any more graffiti?
13: No, I think there'll still be some. There, there, there's always crazy people that do crazy things, uh, and. But we seem to uh and it's the same thing with the school shooting. You have the individual and the first thing they do. they don't now as much, but they'd show the picture of the kid that went off the deep end and shot a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and there's other people sitting in rooms saying, "Oh, I can be that person too i can I can have my five minutes of fame but if you yep. if you cut only- off that press
2: sorry i was going to say the, the only problem is 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 generally if there is somebody who does something outrageous enough to make the national news it will
13: oh yes it will and uh again you could show an outline a black uh, a, a black outline saying this individual this is his name but you don't show their face because These people that sit in rooms and think about it in their basements uh, on welfare and everything else, Uh, not that some people don't need that, but there's a lot of sick people out there. But I just think I've watched it all weekend, the news of the flyers and showing it, and whoever did that, boy, they're happy because they got their five minutes of fame, even though we don't know who it is. They'll do it again.
3: Yeah, who knows? I mean, interesting an opinion. I, I, don't, I don't know if it would go away or not, or you would see, you know, as much, and who knows, maybe you do see more copycat people because they see it and it's like, oh, wow, I can get some publicity out of this. The publicity that I would like to see is uh, people sharing this and then finding out exactly who did it, and then we could give them a lot of publicity yep. that they go to jail for a long time.
2: And and a lot of times the news, one thing the news covers is, uh, hey, here's a warning that there's somebody out there doing these things.
13: Yeah, and and that's the other side of it is you do want to find out who did it. But, again, I look at it, if if you're a politician and you're running for office uh, and you have no news media coverage, you go away. You're done. And that's (laughs) why I think with all the – the you know the the, the crazies are doing this stuff, um, and uh, you know I've talked to some friends of mine. They're Jewish, and they just said, "Why do you give them the free press that they're getting their glory because they did it?" Yeah. And that was back thirty years ago when they were really pushing this stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to to bring that up. And one other wish that I'd like everybody to listen to this holiday season is: don't drink and drive.
3: Don't do it anytime, not, not just the holiday season. Don't do it anytime. <laughs> I, get, I get your oh, message, but, yeah, anytime. don't do it anytime.
13: But it seems like we average 25 DUIs a month. And, and, and why? Uh, they're not bad people. They're stupid people that do stupid things. And I just want to say that is my uh, Christmas wish and uh, New Year's resolution that uh, – uh, not resolution because I don't drink. Uh, is don't yeah. drink
3: and drive. All right, thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call.
2: Hey, take care. Wish people, yeah, people I've known who have have gotten DUIs. It's uh, it wasn't a conscious decision. Like uh, you know, hey, I I I'm going to drive and try to get away with it. Generally, it, it was a poor decision made because they didn't uh, you know make plans ahead of time to uh, get a ride home. And then uh, made the decision while they were drunk.
3: <laughs> yeah, in in this day and age, you know, with Uber and Lyft, you know, yeah. beyond beyond any other help, you know, from your friends or whatever, um, there's really no reason anymore because right. it, getting a thirty, forty dollar Uber ride, if that's indeed uh-huh. you live that far away from your home, that's pretty expensive. Even that even is so before. much cheaper than getting a DUI. Yeah.
2: Even before uh, Uber, you know, getting a taxi, which is, is uh, even more than that. Uh, I knew a guy in his early 20s, and his philosophy from the very get-go was, I'm taking a taxi home because no matter what that taxi ends up costing me, it's going to be cheaper than a DUI.
3: Um, Tony writes in, Mike, at com. if someone takes my stuff, they're going to get a baseball bat to the side of their head. Just putting that out there, if there are any thieves listening to your show, yes, a baseball bat to the side of your head. I fear no reprisals, he's, jail time, fines, et cetera. a baseball uh, bat to the side of the thief's head.
2: He, uh, You know, the back or the front or the top, too, would, would, would do pretty well. You don't have to just aim for the side. It's interesting that but, he
3: says that uh, he fears no reprisals because if you the unfortunate thing is if you take a baseball bat to somebody, uh, you're, there's going to be some reprisals. I know you're saying you're not afraid well, if, of going to prison. If
2: but If they're in the process of stealing your stuff.
3: I still don't think you can murder them.
2: Well, okay, I, I will go along with that. You can't murder them, or let's put it this way. You can't be convicted of murdering them, or you, or you probably shouldn't.
3: Um, I, I, I will say if you hit somebody in the head with a baseball bat, and in the back of the head with a baseball bat, you're probably going to kill them. Very good chance. Unless, True,
2: but I mean, it, seriously, if somebody if somebody's break has broken into your house and, and you view them as a threat to yourself or your family, I mean, you're not murdering them if you hit them with a bat. You're discouraging them.
3: Yeah, uh, in your well, house, possib- but uh, are, are, possibly I mean, possibly
2: from possibly from breathing, but you are discouraging
3: them. Yes, um, but <laughs> if they're breaking into your car, you really can't use the "Hey, I feared for my life or my family's life" when they.
2: You can always tell the cops that you were sitting in the car at the time. I guess I
3: you could. Think, yeah, you could do that. I like
2: guess. 3 a.m. They're probably not going to believe
3: you. <laughs> uh, Tony, good luck to you. Um, we'll take a break. 208-336-3700. 670 on your Verizon wireless. Stick around. Don't forget, we still have Christmas in color tickets for you. It's a chance to get your carload, uh, family, friends, whatever, to go see some amazing Christmas lights going on at Expo Idaho. The great thing is it's about uh, 20, 25 minutes or so to get through. And you never have to get out of your car. You stay in the warm, heated comfort of your vehicle. We'll have a chance for you to win that uh, pass coming up here sometime in the next 20 minutes. Don't go away.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KDOI. Following the NHL's announcing that more hockey matchups would be indefinitely postponed amid player COVID outbreaks, the NFL saying it will be postponing games this weekend. In Cleveland, the Browns matchup with the Raiders postponed to Monday. And Sunday's game in Los Angeles between the Rams and the Seahawks, as well as the Washington-Philly Eagles contest, pushed back until Tuesday. In the NHL, all games for the Colorado Avalanche and Florida Panthers postponed through at least next weekend. all this... Could affect whether those hockey players will be allowed to compete in the Winter Olympics in February. Dave Packer, ABC News.
3: Wow. Well, not just the NFL. The uh, NBA is also talking about having to possibly go back into uh, a bubble.
2: Yeah, like they played that whole season in mm-hmm. Florida. Uh,
3: to continue with their season if this gets much worse. Uh, NHL, that that's kind of um, crazy... You know, basically those two teams won't play for at least until next week. And could, for some of those players, also cause a problem with uh, being in the Olympics next year, Winter Olympics.
2: That's a good good point.
3: That's a long time. My wife and I dodged a bullet. We were supposed to have a uh, meeting, business meeting, uh, tomorrow. And uh, one of the individuals that we were supposed to have a meeting with has tested positive for COVID. And the other person we were supposed to be in the meeting with has been around that person. So, um, so no meeting. Part, part, yeah, particularly in those cases, you're presumptive positive if you've been around somebody like that that has tested positive. So, yeah, luckily we found that out. But, I mean, if that meeting had been, yes. say, today and they didn't find out till today, that would have killed our entire Christmas uh, plans because we they... have people who aren't vaccinated in our family.
2: Would they change it to an online meeting or are they just going to postpone it?
3: Um, we had the option of moving it to Zoom, but we're just going to postpone it until next year because I wanted, kind of wanted it to be in person. A little easier to do it in person than it would have been on, on Zoom. So Makes sense. But like I said, timing-wise, we really dodged a bullet because, you know, had we been, unfortunately, even though we're vaccinated, you, you can still, you know, catch COVID. You can still... Pass it on to other people, and uh, we had plans to be together, hosting a, a family get together this week. Where some of the people just are, you know, refuse to get vaccinated, and some of those people are, um, you know, um, considered at risk if they get COVID. So we probably yeah. would have had to cancel that. We probably would have had to cancel our trip to uh, visit some of our relatives over the uh, next week, also, be if that happens. So knock on wood, dodge dodge the bullet there. By the way, while you were gone, I did get uh, my booster shot. Oh, good. Booster and flu shot. And it's just now today that I noticed that my arm is not sore anymore.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. It's... yeah. I, in, in all three of my shots, and yeah, I've had my booster too, but in, in all three of mine, uh, basically, uh, it, I felt nothing after the needle went in. I mean, it just, my arm never hurt, not even once.
3: Um, I will say, and I don't know what I had the uh, of, you know, effects from because I got both the flu shot and COVID shot, both in the same arm on the same day. Um, and I felt, I felt fine the rest of the day. I had some arm, sore arm, in, in, soreness in my arm uh, for about 72 hours. Um, and the next day, the next afternoon after I had a shot, not the same afternoon, the very next afternoon, um, I did get chills and didn't feel well. And it lasted maybe four or five hours, you know, and then I was fine. But I, I have to say, I did I did feel some side effects, but I don't know if it was from the flu vaccine or if it was yeah. COVID, but I did feel some some chills the following afternoon. Uh, Curtis writes in, I just wanted to say a big thank you to the doctors who described an ivermectin regime for me when I tested positive. The other doctors told me I needed to go to the hospital because of my Uh, SPO2, I don't know, SPO2, I don't know what that is. I recovered completely and uh, wish other so-called professionals would do the same. Thousands of lives um, could have been saved. I will say, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, uh, but a judge ruled that hospitals, uh, this particular hospital, cannot block the treatment of COVID-19 with ivermectin. The judge ruled that a couple can be treated With ivermectin, which is not approved for treating the virus, Kathy and Don Davies were rushed to Farquhar Hospital in Virginia um, after suffering serious symptoms of COVID-19.
2: I'm going to tell you something that you have to pay attention to very carefully. The the word you were looking for, uh, I know this because my in-laws live in that county, it's called Fauquier County.
3: The heck you say?
2: F A U. Just a second. Let me, let, me,
3: let me block that out. Let me.
2: And, and yeah, it's kind of funny.
3: <laughs> I'm going to. You know what? So I don't screw it up, I'm going to continue to pronounce it the way I did. Still with me. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I want to try to go for that. Um, anyway, the couple, um, it's been 42 days that the woman the uh, mother of Chris Davies who is the one who filed the lawsuit has been in the hospital on a ventilator she was admitted and immediately went into onto a ventilator um, straight into intensive care um, his dad uh, Don rushed to the hospital and uh, he has been suffering symptoms from it and they wanted to be treated with ivermectin and the hospital refused um, the family enlisted the help of New York attorney Ralph Larigio, who has bought, brought some 150 lawsuits around the country to help families get ivermectin for hospitalized recipients. Um, the son says, I'm not saying definitely that I think 100% that ivermectin is going to work, but at the end of the day, whether my mom lives or dies, I'll be able to say that we have literally tried everything. Um, Judge James Fisher sided with the Davies family ordering the hospital to allow them to have ivermectin given to Kathy Davies or face a $10,000 per day fine. She got the first dose as of uh, last week. The hospital said part of the issue involved Davies' doctor not being on their staff. The uh, hospital says that they cooperated with the patient's family and the court to transfer the patient's care to their preferred physician. And wh- One question that I do have about ivermectin, you know, if you get to that point, I mean, here's somebody that has been in intensive care and on a ventilator for 42 days, and you want to try ivermectin, uh, even as a last chance. It's been proven that it's safe for, what, 60, 70 years in treatments of other, you know, diseases. So, I mean, this would be, this would be uh, off medication not federally approved by the FDA as a treatment, but it is still used as a treatment and it has been proven safe. If you want to use this as a last, I don't understand why hospitals refuse to allow it. It's like have them sign a release saying, hey, we will not hold the hospital in any way liable for anything that happens once you give my family member ivermectin. I, I guess I don't understand that and I know I'm not a doctor I know I'm not a lawyer um, I, I don't work and have never worked in a hospital but I, I guess I just do not see the harm in saying you know when somebody you get to that point I mean somebody we've, we've heard this story a lot that you know the longer you stay on a ventilator the better your chances are that you're never going to leave the hospital and that's just based on data and statistics 42, late, 42 days is a long time to be on a ventilator. And, I mean, this, this is a gentleman and his father who, you know, admit that, they hey, this may not be effective. They don't know if it 100% is going to be effective. But why not give them at this point where you've tried everything else and nothing else has worked, why not, why not give a family that choice to try something like this that, you know, has been proven safe? I, I don't understand it. And that's just my personal opinion. 208-336-3700. six 670 on your Verizon wires. We'll take a quick break. One more segment on the way. If you want to get through, you have a chance to do that right now. Uh, you can also email Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY.com.
0: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton.
1: This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: 948. pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, There is a flip side to the ivermectin thing, uh, too. And uh, one of that flip side here is uh, televangelist Marcus Lamb, um, founder of Daystar Television, reportedly died last week of COVID-19 after uh, maligning vaccines. And he allegedly had been taking ivermectin to help with the infection. Daystar Television confirmed Lamb's death. Marcus's wife, Joni Lamb, confirmed her husband died of COVID-19, saying that he had been hospitalized after his oxygen dropped and alternative treatments proved ineffective. Those alternative treatments were ivermectin, apparently. Lamb, according to Joni Lamb, was diabetic, which made him a high risk for becoming seriously ill from COVID-19. Earlier in the year, Marcus said he was taking ivermectin also as a drug to prevent covid So there's somebody who used ivermectin, but once again, it got to be his choice. He didn't have to accept a choice saying, nope, can't use it. Email in uh, from Carl in Star. We talked about this last week, uh, COVID. Um benefits from Kroger. By the way, Kroger is the parent company of Fred Meyer here in the uh, Treasure Valley. Beginning after the first of the year, Kroger will remove COVID-19 benefits for unvaccinated employees. Kroger will stop, Fred Meyer in other words, will stop COVID-19 benefits for unvaccinated employees starting after the first of the year um, as the uh, supermarket change pushes more people to get vaccinated. Um, Some of the benefits that Company employees will lose. They will no longer provide paid COVID-19 leave for unvaccinated employees and will apply a $50 monthly health insurance surcharge to salaried workers who are unvaccinated and enrolled in a company health care plan. That begins after the first of the year. And we had asked on, on Friday, if if this is a good alternative, would this be an acceptable alternative? specifically for those people out there who don't want to get vaccinated for COVID-19, refuse to get vaccinated, and yet your employer wants you to get vaccinated. Would this be an acceptable alternative? Because in this particular case, you wouldn't be forced to get vaccinated or lose your job. You just lose some of the benefits. If you get sick with COVID and you're unvaccinated, you don't get paid off sick time. You also have to pay a $50 a month surcharge for your insurance. Uh, Carl writes in, Kroger is correct in this. Some of, same as with smokers, paying for more insurance. Also, testing should be billed to employees. Government should not pay um, for your not following through with the rules. This does not seem like a, a termination, but resignations for not following rules. That's Carl. Another email in, I am so sick of people who know nothing about my life, my health, thinking they have the right to coerce me using mafia task- tactics to get it. The hubris of these companies, government, and individuals is laid bare. The depravity of these mandates is obvious. You get out of greed and fear. The mandates are allowed to continue by our courts and complicity. Fools are many that allow themselves to be manipulated while others are made to participate under duress. Land of the free, not for a while. Well, I, Once again, I would send this to you. You didn't have a name on uh, your email, but would this be a, an acceptable alternative? Nobody is mandating that you get fired or have to leave your job here. They're just saying you don't get paid benefits in some instances if you're not vaccinated. Bob in Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Yeah, this is Bob speaking. Yeah.
5: Uh, what I'm calling about was I, I, I listened to that about not wanting to use that uh, medicine for the woman. And uh, within the... Uh, a majority of the educated community, if you do and it works, they become embarrassed, and that's simple as it can be. I've I've, I've run into that myself.
3: I'm so you think you, you know think about. you think it's as simple as doctors and hospital systems don't want to use ivermectin or don't want their patients to be using ivermectin because if it works, it makes them look bad. You think it's it's that simple?
5: <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, I I run, it up, run into that problem with what I do. I've got a patent on a power generator that, and even Edison and Tesla didn't, uh, come up with, and it works. And I've done my research on it, but they 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 don't want to hear about it because it's uh it's you know when you take the the educated uh, uh, PhDs, they're very touchy about it, who, who finds out about it. Just like they did with the airplane with. The Wright brothers, <clears throat> the aeronautical people didn't come up with it; they did. But two bicycle repairmen—hard to believe. Huh? Yeah. But There's a lot of that goes on. I know I've got some inside information on some of it, but uh, <clears throat> I can't talk about it. All, <laughs> all. But that's basically what it boils down right. to, you know. Let's try it. All right. And Thank that's you. what I do do for a living. And it, to give you some idea, the the, the one the trade secret I have on one of my products, China wants. And I wouldn't give it to him. And now, now they want this power generator I invented.
3: Interesting. Thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate the thoughts. You're, you're welcome. Bye. Uh, another email and no name on this. Mike, your family is so silly. If someone had COVID around our family, we exposed ourselves except granny, and we don't vaccinate. We all have complete immunity for years now against the virus and its variants in totality. Uh, for years that's that's not what i've heard by the way Um, but hey maybe you're a doctor and you know better um you on the other hand are limiting your interactions immunity to spike only never ending boosters with each booster you'll be adding minute uh damage and scarring to your vascular system along with organs uh your system god bless you and your choices um yeah i i you know what i play uh, a doctor just about as much as you do And probably just about (laughs) as smart as you. The problem here with this is I have family members who are immune compromised and they do not wish to get vaccinated, which is, you know, their choice. I can't hold them down and get them vaccinated. Um, But, you know, so it would be a risk if I knew that I was around somebody that had COVID of infecting that person who might be immune compromised. I also have people in my family who are not of age to get vaccinated as of yet that are under five years old. I would also risk their health of possibly getting
1: them COVID.